there's one scene where a guy gets his head ripped off, and we, like, in slow motion see this head just strolling down this little brook, of, you know, this, this stream of water, in slow motion, and I'm like, that's kind of gross, and then it goes over this very small waterfall, in slow motion, and then it hits the bottom of the waterfall, and it kind of just explodes in slow motion, I'm like, that, now it's officially just gross, just in, in pollution brains, and I'm like, this is totally gratuitous, there's no reason for this scene to exist other than that it's gross, and I'm like, I like that, that's, that's me. You will never get his hairy balls out of your memory. How can I possibly get my eyes to see this? I'm just kind of maybe obsessed with the high seas. Wench! I'll just sit here and take it. Right up the old sphincter. Otherwise, all the nerds will be so mad. Everybody is trying to screw to survive. Talk about pancake cock rubbing. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the internet dedicated to weeding out those pesky creatures known as slugs. They slime, they ooze, they kill. <laughs> Coming to you from Arrow, by the way. Oh, I did, seriously? Oh, is, is, is this going to be one of these uh, Region 2 only? This is going to be a Region uh, UK and US release for uh, uh, JP Simons or whatever, however you're going to. Pieces director. Yeah. Uh, slugs. And I can't wait. And us, us horror fiends are like, yes, slugs on Blu-ray from Arrow. <laughs> like, that's that's Criterion type yeah. stuff for slugs, the movie. That's they awesome. Slime. Yeah, they slime, they use, they kill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's one of those movies that I, I'm like, I don't think I've seen. And then I watch five minutes. I'm like, yeah, I saw that. I can't remember anything about it. And then a, a week later, didn't I, did I see slugs? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, awesome. Okay, uh, before we jump into the roulette like we always do, you, I need something from you right up front here, because last episode, we said we were going to talk about this, and then we never mm. did, and then five minutes later, we said we were going to talk about this, and then we never did, so I need two reviews from you right up front to cover our bases from the last episode. First is a review of Adam Sandler's Ridiculous Six, mm-hmm. and then a review of the Makahai trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll start with the ridiculous six. Um, by the way, do we even say our names? I'm Eugene Weaver. Oh, I'm Eric Martin. <laughs> okay, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here's yeah. another Monday. Yep. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so ridiculous six. Adam Sandler's uh, western. I thought it was quite funny. It was borderline hilarious. Not quite there, but I genuinely liked it. Uh, it Numerous times I'm like, uh, that, that was really funny. And even the storyline is ridiculous, huh? as it, as it is, was good. Uh, it, a throwback to Western movies, well made. And I, it got scathing reviews, but I thought it was funny. I, I enjoy it. Hmm. So okay. I, I, yeah, I, that's one of those. I'm not sure why I never reviewed it on our show, unless I was too embarrassed, maybe? I don't know why, because I think everybody and their brother was watching this for when it came out. Because they yeah. were like, what is going on with this new deal with Sandler making yeah. movies for Netflix? Yeah, there's, there's. I'll, I'm not going to spoil the actual scene, but uh, uh, what's the, uh, the, the, the short guy that's in all these movies with Sandler? And not uh, David Spade? No, not or him. The other one, the you can do it guy. Yes, him. Yeah. The, um, I'm, I don't know why. Rob, uh, Rob Schneider. Schneider. So he has a, a he has a donkey in this movie, 
And there is a particular scene, uh, and this is complete toilet humor type stuff, but there was a scene in there with his donkey that was absolutely hysterical. So, uh, anyway, I... It's a it's a comedy continuation from last episode because I took one of Sandler's films, so we'll probably be touching yes. on some of that a little more as as we do bleed over with the rabbit trail a lot. Makai trailer. Makai. Makai. I was uh, in tears, in tears, <laughs> watching that trailer. Uh, and if seriously, if they wouldn't have added some admittedly pretty decent looking CGI by the end, uh, that would have been the most. Pathetic attempt at a roulette thrown your way, probably since the show's inception, because that looked awful. <laughs> and the CGI was awful. I'll go against oh, you. Oh, was on okay, that one. okay. It looked horrible. <laughs> I think maybe the, the the first part of the trailer was so bad that oh CGI and he's nice, a fly and he's flexing his little fly legs. Yes, and then I, whatever the, the the music was, that was my attempt at. Indian just just imagine my reaction at watching that trailer and going, Eugene picked this. He picked this. <laughs> and then while I was trying to tell you about watching these trailers, you were like, oh, these are in my queue. I'm going to watch them. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, that's something. That's... Fantastic. Uh, oh, that, I mean, I actually watched that trailer uh, twice because it it was it was so crazy and it looked so bad. Uh, yeah, so... It was mind-blowing. Yes, it was a thrill ride. Okay. Uh, okay, let's get into the roulette then without uh, wasting any more time. The roulette's where we force each other to watch movies off our queue in the hopes of finding those gems in the rough and avoiding the grenades. Last episode, we picked the Adam Sandler's The Do-Over up against Uncommon Valor, and you have the pole position this week. So tell us about Uncommon Valor, sir. Okay. Uh, this one here is Borderline Gem in the Rough. Nice. Which does not surprise me. I mean, 1983, starring Gene Hackman, Patrick Swayze, Robert Sykes. I mean, the, the cast is great. Fred Ward, um, Tim Thomerson, you know, that guy. Yes, yes. Tim, uh, Tim, Tom Timerson of Tr- yes. Tr- Tracer's fame, right? Yes, uh, yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so on IMDb, I'll just read the quick synopsis here. Ten years after his son went MIA in Vietnam, U.S. Marine retired Colonel Jason Rhodes assembles a private rescue team to find Americans held in POW camps in Laos. And it, I'll tell you what, I th- maybe this was a big movie upon its release because it feels like it should have been, uh, but it just – I'm not sure why. It, it, I feel like it probably got overpowered by, overpowered by Rambo because this is very much – a Rambo-type movie here. Uh, well, what came out about the same time? That's usually a good way to judge. You, you go yeah. see what the release date is, and then go, oh, what came out of August of 83? And then it's like, yeah. oh, well, of course, yeah. Okay, yeah, this came out December of 83, so now the director... I'll just see what the director has also made. When did Empire Strikes Back come out? 1980. Oh, you know what? what here return. we go. Yeah. Uh, d- this one here, actually, first this director made First Blood and North Dallas 40. Um, that's why it felt like a Rambo movie. But yeah. I, I, to me, it feels a little bit more like Rambo First Blood Part 2. Mm-hmm. But uh, good acting. It's not action-packed, but there is some great action in it. And, I mean, seriously, if you're a fan of the Chuck Norris missing in action movies, this is definitely a step up from those. Um, 
there's some emotional weight to the ending, and I don't want to get too much into the ending. Uh, but man, this is good, really good. You definitely need to check this out. I, I'm not quite sure why I'm not giving it a total gem in the rough. Well, that's, uh, that's usually saved for a second viewing. Yes, because this was one where I don't believe this is on Blu-ray, but if it would be, oh, that's easy, easy buy for me. Cool. Definitely, well, I'll definitely uh, uh, give it a yeah. watch. Bump yeah, it just don't if you don't expect groundbreaking. This is not like wow. This is the unseen gem of the eighties. This is not rewriting the war movie, but it's still it covers all the bases and it does it better than the missing in action movies. And it's right on par with the Rambo movies, but not quite as at least to me it wasn't quite as cheesy. So okay, well that sounds about. Ex- very much like what I was expecting, so that's a win. Yeah. There's a cool scene where they're 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 getting their uh, all of their weaponry for their mission, and that, I liked that that scene. It, you have to see it. It's it's a cool scene. It's not action or anything, but it's how it goes about and how they get their weapons, and it's it, it was cool. I'm like, oh, that's all right. I like that. Groovy, Is that groovy. <laughs> and the one guy, there's um, oh, which guy is it? Uh, Bear with me here just a second. No problem. Um, that, I think that's I think that's in Reb Brown. Is that who it is? Um, I don't know who that is. Man, there's one guy in here that was I think in one of the Karate Kids, but I could be I could be totally way off base there. I yeah, shoot, it's not Robert Stack. I know that. Ah, oh, well. Anyway, yeah. So All right. there, there. Anyway. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Okay. Uh, over on my side, The Do-Over. Adam Sandler's, is this his second Netflix original? Maybe? Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read the Netflix synopsis, but I'm going to leave part of it out because it felt a little spoilery to me, and I wasn't aware of that one little thing going in, and so when it happened that I didn't know it was happening, I was like, wow, that's sweet. Um, uh, the life of a bank manager is turned upside down when a friend from his past manipulates him into, spoiler, and taking off on an adventure. Uh, Adam Sandler, David Spade, and Paula Patton. Those are the three mains of it, and they're through the bulk of the movie. But I give this movie a very decent thumbs up. I quite enjoyed this movie, and that's coming from the harsh comedy critic. If you listen to the last episode, I'm I'm very hard on it, and I almost I'm kind of of two minds on it because I enjoyed it, the idea of this movie, almost as much or more than the movie itself. And that is, if you have a history with, with uh, Sandler, and I grew up, well, not grew up, but I, I, rem- I know all of his movies, like I watched them originally, uh, and enjoyed them, and, and they went downhill, diminishing returns big time, in my opinion, mm-hmm. but, I, but I liked some of his early stuff uh, very much, even though it's dumb. And he has a widespread reputation for being literally the nicest guy in Hollywood, Um and so, watching this, it is literally him and Spade just having fun, man. They made these characters, and they, they're they bringing their friends in to help, but they're making solid jokes, but they kind of, in a way where it's like, we get it, we're on our second-tier run, or, you know, our yeah. second act, and we're just going to kind of do what we want, and we like this. And it was really good, and then, it you know, in the third act, it kind of, there's some twists and turns along the way that uh, give it a heartfelt kind of angle. But it worked, because they didn't overplay it like we're crying and stuff now. And they didn't get ever throughout the movie get so goofy over the top where you're like, 
okay, David Spade, I get it. You're, yeah, you're the silly guy. Or, you know, uh, you can do it guy rears uh-huh. his ug- ugly head again. None <laughs> of that, none of that shenanigans. It, it just was kind of a straight up comedy film and it worked. And, and that's kind of how I felt with, uh, I mean, Ridiculous Six was a bit more slapsticky, juvenile humor type stuff, but it worked and you could tell everybody liked each other on the set. You could just tell, like, I'm not sure how it was with, with this, yeah. but it's like, oh yeah, him and, him and all his buddies got together and made a silly Western that was funny. Nick Swordson in this movie, that guy kills me anyway. And in this movie, I, I was dying and he probably has five total minutes of scream time just kind of scattered throughout the film but every time just his facial expressions i'm doubled over and same with ridiculous six he was in that as well and he was hysterical in that movie now this movie was directed by oh crap i don't have his name here there we go i just had it uh steven brill which might mean something to people that watch all these movies but like he directed Little Nicky, didn't watch that. Mr. Deeds, no. Like, these are all no's for me. I'm not watching any of these movies. Yeah. But he, there was one interesting mark on his filmography that I thought you would like, and that would be uh, Movie 43, a movie oh. that exactly two people on the planet liked, and that was you and me. So. Oh, it's <laughs> h- hilarious. Uh, it, it's it's nowhere near that dumb as that movie. but Okay. I do think that you will enjoy this movie. I'm definitely telling you to give this one a watch. Spade is great. He, it plays this dorky little bank manager with this terrible little mustache. And for the first half, I'm like, I'm I'm almost just waiting for him to bust out of it and be spayed. Yeah. But he he doesn't. He plays the role all the way through to completion. And it works. It For me, it did anyway. I'm not going to say it's the greatest movie of all time or something, but I I laughed out loud on multiple occasions and I was engaged. I actually, with about uh, 40 minutes to go in the movie, I turned it off because I was so tired and i was like i i was tired but it was late at night it was like i i'm gonna stay up all night watch i'm just gonna keep watching this if i don't turn it off i'm not gonna go to bed wow that's great yeah that was that's that's pretty high praise from those of us with little kids who can't stay up yeah now having said that now what we need to do is i will watch do over and you should check out ridiculous six i will i will watch actively looking forward to it yeah and but obviously again keeping keeping your expectations very low it's yeah, silly lowbrow humor, but I thought it was funny. Steve Zahn, by the way, in uh, he might have been my favorite character in Ridiculous Six. His character was hilarious. I really like him too, and I think he gets a bad rap. A lot of people like to like to dog on him, and I think he's hilarious. Yeah, he is. He is. I'm just actually. I pulled up uh, on IMDb. I pulled up Ridiculous Six. There are so many big names in this movie that I forgot because I haven't seen this for a little while now. But I'm like. Oh, that's right. Uh, Luke Wilson is in this. Harvey Keitel, Nick Nolte, John Lovitz, Danny Trejo, of course. Danny Trejo's in everything. Yeah, yeah. So. And that, well, I wouldn't say the cast list for the do-over was that big. It, it felt very contained because it's kind of a road movie. They're kind of on the run for most of the movie. Yeah. Him and Spade. But I just really enjoyed even the story along the way because I didn't know everything going in. I, who looks yeah. up the synopsis of a comedy? What I don't know. Not me, because I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it, right in the first act, it was like, there, there's a little bit of heart, and I care about these characters. They m- meet up at a, a class reunion, or reconnect at a class reunion, hit it off again, and then just start kind of having fun, and then twists and turns just start rolling in. And it was like, oh, now we're going, where are we going? I don't know where this is going. This is cool. Wow. Even up to the third act, where you had the big kind of reveal of what's been going on for real. Yeah. 
it's it was like, oh, that's cool and fun. I, I liked it. It might have been a smidge long at two hours, but, but mm-hmm. you're talking ten minutes. I, I wouldn't go, you know, yeah. I wouldn't say crazy. Now, was Adam Sandler, this might be an odd question, but was he prominent in the movie? Like, he was throughout the entire movie? He's the main character of the entire movie. Okay. Well, Spade is probably the main character, but but it's absolutely them too. Okay, the because in, in Ridiculous 6, you think that Adam Sandler is the main character. And he he essentially is, but uh, there is ample screen time for all the other big names in it. And he actually, at times, his character takes a backseat to some of the other stuff that's going on. And it's like, oh, wow, this is not strictly an Adam Sandler movie. This is kind of an ensemble cast, and they all mm-hmm. have their time to shine and shine, whatever. Yeah, I you gotcha. Know, have their jokes. A little so. screen time will make it yeah. a little funny. Yeah, uh, a couple other characters I wanted to, uh, actors I wanted to shout out in this movie who are I love, but they just had small bits, but they were so damn funny. Louise Guzman, you will never get his hairy balls out of your memory after watching this movie. <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny. Uh, Michael Chiklis, again, not in it for long, but so damn funny. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I I quite enjoyed it, and I recommend you give it a watch. Well, that scares me for this roulette because that's two thumbs ups, and that and last week was two thumbs up as well, correct? Because I, I really liked the Edgar Allan Poe anthology, and I believe that you listening. Liked- yeah, I gave that a thumbs up. So, oh, we are due for some no, duds here. No, I think we've been vetting these trailers pretty good because I watched the trailers for every one of these, I think, except for one. They all pass my trailer test, and that's very important for the ones that I put up there because. <laughs> they scream, this is going to be a piece of shit, but I watch the trailer and I'm like, no, nope, I'm putting that on the roulette. That <laughs> like, if it passes my test and I'm going to watch it, or I'm going to keep it in the queue after watching the trailer, then it's it's worthy of throwing on here. And yeah. I did, oh, never mind, we'll get, you sell yours first and then I'll, I'll okay. blab right. nonsensically some more. Okay, um, so <laughs> so first up for you is Raiders, the story of the greatest fan, fan film ever made. This is obviously a fan film about Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I believe it's a shot-for-shot, zero-budget movie, and it, this is the documentary on that movie. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I can't imagine that that's not going to be funny and, and interesting. At least entertaining. And at least entertaining, yeah. And maybe, actually, Indiana Jones will make a difference in this movie. Because in the original Raiders, he is completely inconsequential. Ah, hmm. Tell me how he affected the Nazis' plan. What what was what was the Nazis' plan? We'll derail for a minute of this, because it's fascinating to me. Yeah. In, the, uh, in Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark, the Nazi plan is to... Well, the... The Ark of the Covenant. Find the Ark of the Covenant, and then... Well, and then they get all sorts of power. And then go to some island. Yeah. And then open it up. And then they all die. And then they all die. Yeah. What does Indiana Jones do? He closes his... Yeah, he has his eyes closed. <laughs> he doesn't stop them from getting the Ark. He doesn't stop them from getting it to the island. He doesn't stop them from opening it. And that's... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I wonder how that's going to play. It sounds so... Fascinating. Anyway, I'm sure it'll be a good doc. Yeah. Okay, next up is another documentary. And I honestly, I was going to go three for three docs um, because there was another one that I thought sounded really good. But I got to throw a movie on there, too. So second documentary is called Dishonesty, The Truth About Lies. 
It just sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, from ticket fixing in our police departments to test score scandals in our schools, from our elected leaders' extramarital affairs to financial schemes undermining our economy, uh, this basically covers why people lie. And uh, so I think that that sounds very interesting in today's day and age. So that got thrown onto the roulette. And documentaries, I know that those are, for the most part, a fairly safe you know, a safe roulette pick, but uh, they sound so good, you know, and it's an hour and a half of our time, so I'm like, I don't have time for all of these. Here's a couple for you. Yeah, I do the same thing. Uh, okay, last but not least, 2016, a movie called Dark Web, and Dark Web is about the uh, underbelly huh, yeah. of, of the uh, internet, I guess. A uh, mysterious group of has created a sadistic venture, kidnapping young women. They auction the rights to hunt them to millionaires with a thirst for blood and broadcast the hunt on the dark web for the world to see. I just That sounds like a good setup. Although it's 2016, it, I mean, it just, it, just Danny Glover's in it, which, yeah. <laughs> uh, what he, uh, who what's, knows? What's he up to? Uh, starring in dark web, I guess. I, <laughs> uh, so anyway, it, it, it might suck, but it might be a gem. You never know. Yeah, I know. So. Okay, uh, over on my side, we have, well, to start at the bottom, The Abandoned, which was, I was looking for more horror to throw on there, mm-hmm. and they've been really light, but it's that time of year. Wait mm-hmm. till the second half of the year, and then they start throwing more on there. Yep. Uh, I'm on IMDb because Netflix is slow as balls, and here's some, yeah, three-paragraph synopsis. Take a terrifying plunge into the warped mind of a disturbed young woman, uh, back on track, takes a job as a security guard, graveyard shift. And the reason this uh, passed my trailer test, starring Jason Patrick. Oh. Uh, and it actually looked good. Actually, I only watched uh, 30 seconds of this trailer. It had a couple of film fest symbols go up in front of it, and then Jason Patrick, I was like, okay, that's not bad. It looked competently shot, and then there was some scary stuff happening, and then they started throwing up all the movie quotes of... You know, from all the horror sites. Scariest yeah. movie I've seen in a thousand years of my lifetime ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. The usual. The usual. Yeah. Uh, next. Synchronicity, which screams bomb. Uh, a physicist who invents a time machine must travel back to the past to uncover the truth about his creation and the woman who is trying to steal it. This uh, definitely passed the trailer test. It was very interesting and had a lot of... Um, uh, a lot of indie festival awards symbols up in front of it, whatever that means. Yeah. But it looked it looked very interesting. It looked like it probably was a little on the low budget side, but it still looked like it was it was a competent film. I mean, that remains to be seen. If hopefully, God, it's not like the uh, last review I wrote uh, for um, yeah, the Facebook page, because God Almighty, that was that that was a time travel fail right there. Yeah. Now you know that this uh, synchronicity. Directed by, you know who that director is? Oh, I'm scared to ask. Is it Stephen C. Miller once again? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I just clicked on IMDb. Uh, this guy also directed The Signal from 2007. Did you see that the movie? The one with Lawrence Fishburne? No, no. There's a, oh, um, the, the funny one. The one where there's a signal being broadcast. It's three different stories in it? Yes. Yeah, yes. I own that movie. That's yes. Oh, wow, that's good. So there you go. Okay, and lastly, I just had to because of the star power represented here from 2016, The Standoff. 
Thomas Jane, Lawrence Fishburne, assassin, veteran, old, uh, young girl, protecting. Do I need to say any more? I mean, that's no, all the words and all the stars. You're, yeah. <laughs> uh, the trailer looks dodgy, but it's Thomas Jane and Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Hey, if you're in the mood for action, maybe, but. No, hey, for a Netflix, those are three solid, uh, totally solid, uh, roulettes. Roulettes, yeah. Right? There ain't no asylum shit in there. Nope. Across the board, I think, the way it seems. Mm. Okay, you get to pick first. Okay, so uh, that synchronicity is really tempting, but the horror guy in me, because I, I, I had... You, you, know, you can never resist. I know. I, well, I just, you know, I had the animated deal, that which wasn't really a horror movie, and then I had the action, the 80s action movies, and I'm like, I should jump back on that abandoned bandwagon, I guess. <laughs> and next week it'll be, here we go, another yep. flashy, slickly shot, an HD and Jason Patrick for a weekend, and... <laughs> yep, just watch. <laughs> but I'm going to take it. I got to. You right. never know. Never know. Uh, and for me... The Dishonesty trailer is already in my queue. The Dark Web is already in my queue. I I, I gotta go with the Raiders, though, just because uh, that Dishonesty trailer, I think, is gonna piss me off because I hate liars so very, very much. Um, and the Dark Web one... Jeez. Uh, Danny, Glo Danny Glover ain't been doing much lately. Yeah, that is the biggest uh, iffy one on my list. I'll, I'll open it, openly admit that. And the abandoned is the iffiest one on mine, probably. Yeah, and that's the one I took. But it, I, yeah, I, I, I'm guessing that it's not going to be mall bad, and who knows? It might be. Wow, that was a you know. It looked interesting. I only watched thirty seconds of the trailer, and I was like, "Good enough for me." Yep. And I'm Perfect. pretty tough on the horror. No, oh, I know. <laughs> All right, that's there it for the roulette. roulette. So next week, the abandoned and raiders. Nice. Next episode. Who knows when? You never know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, be like, oh, next week I had a softball game and a soccer game and a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, couldn't record. Go uh, over to you. What do you want to do? Rabbit trail. Let's rabbit trail. All right. You said you had something. That's why I didn't. Uh, I, I've got a list up on my wall, but I'll, I'll defer to you. What do you got? Okay. Um. Well, we already talked a little bit about uh, Slugs, because I was actually going to talk a little bit about that. Like, do you, have you seen Slugs? Do you remember that movie? I, I would have to look in my review file to tell you the truth. I honestly don't okay. remember. I think I did, but I can't be for sure positive. Because I, I really like that you're slow, slowly but surely watching all of this director's body of work. <laughs> uh, and the first one that you ever watched from him was Pod People. This is the Pod People director. I, I have watched that movie countless time. Mystery Science Theater version, of yes. course. Oh, yes. Yeah. And still, we quote it all the time. That's the most quoted Mystery Science Theater movie amongst Dustin uh, yeah. and Miller boys. Yeah. You know, I wonder if that movie will ever see the light of day on Blu-ray, like, for a legitimate... I'm sure that movie was edited for content, because that director pretty much, he goes... He goes all out when it comes to... Oh my god, that thing does not... Th there is no director's cut that can save that piece of shit. <laughs> In any form. Because <laughs> I'm I'm fairly certain that underwater movie that you've been talking about, I think that that's going to be Endless Descent. And that they're they're releasing that on Blu-ray. Now, you have that. Can I watch it? We, we've talked about this before. I can't remember. Not yet. It's being released on Blu-ray. I don't have it yet, but it's on Amazon Prime Streaming, which I've watched twice now. And... 
there's no way that you won't like that movie. Okay. It's it's just great. And I have it's to see. Bad. It. Yeah. Uh, uh, but slight derail, real quick. Uh, maybe a drop tomorrow. By the way. Hmm. Swap some swap some crap. Uh, it's, it's, uh, the witch. I need to get yes. on that. Yes. Yep. I was going to do it today, on... and I totally forgot. Anyway. I got the witch on Blu-ray. Uh, okay. So anyway, but that was. Yeah, yeah, and the, the cover, the cover for Slugs. When I saw the cover that Arrow, because Arrow has the greatest covers for their movies, and uh, when I saw the cover for this, I'm like, you know, anybody that has never seen this that is a remote horror fan uh, is going to think this is the this has got to be the coolest looking thing ever because <laughs> it's I mean this decomposing body with slugs all over it, and it's just gory and hilarious and 80s and great. I wonder if I get this one con- confused with uh, Squirm. Mm. Did Mystery Science Theater ever do slugs? No, they did not. They okay. did Squirm, though, and now that is a bad movie. This yeah. is significantly better than Squirm. So... <laughs> Slugs and earthworms. Yeah. That's and really reaching for the creature feature, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And what's great about Slugs is it, it's actually called Slugs the Movie. Like, that's the official title <laughs> of this movie is Slugs the Movie. <laughs> so, there you there you go. And I've seen enough of these old Italian movies. This is obviously, I, if not Italian, and a Sp- I, I believe maybe it's a, a Spanish production, but like numerous actors in the movie. I'm like, oh, I've seen you before in other... Z grade. Oh, it's it's the same story with old school kung fu. Every one that I pop in, I'm like, I recognize. Oh, you were the good guy in the last one I watched. And I'll even yeah. go check. Is this the same director or same studio or company? Nope. Just yeah. we we got uh, twelve people, and they're in every movie. Yeah. Yep. It's it's yeah. Anyway, so I can't wait to to uh, finally watch that. And what's funny about Slugs? Uh, I remember, and this is. Complete rabbit trail. Well, that's where we're at, so just but go for I, it. I was on vacation with my mom and dad and sister years ago at some resort thing, whatever. And I remember that this is back in the days before the internet. And my dad had a local newspaper or whatever. And so uh, it, the first thing that I would always do with the newspaper is I would flip through to wherever we were at, like, uh, the movies section, like what's playing at the local, you know, the local cinema. And so I would, I would rip through the paper till I found it. And that one time I remember there, lo and behold, there was slugs, the movie. And, uh, the little picture was this, you know, like this woman laying on a bathroom floor, like the, the upper half of a woman laying on the bathroom floor with a little bit of blood coming out of her mouth and a slug trailing away from it. I'm like, what is that and how can I how can I possibly get my eyes to see this? I have to see this. So then it was my mission. And it was I was young, obviously. And so it was my mission to eventually finally watch this movie, Slugs the Movie. And then I finally did. Uh on VHS, probably through video connection. I'm not even sure how I finally was able to watch that movie, but um it totally did not let me down. The first time I watched that movie, it's everything you want a 80s horror movie to be. It's incredibly gross, and it's chock, it's chock full of nudity. I mean, it it's... Uh-huh. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of gore and nudity, eh? Okay. Yep, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. We'll, no, be just, tr- we'll be discussing that a little yeah. later. Trust me on this one when I say this. You'd be like, yep, they, they, they went all out on that one, because it's... Eesh. 
but anyway, I've watched that thing more times than I can count on VHS and then uh, DVD. And then it, for a little bit, it was on uh, Netflix, actually. And uh, then it vanished, and I'm like, oh, I'll probably never get to see a decent transfer. And now Arrow, which it, that means it's going to get the mother of all transfers. So I cannot wait for this movie. So And poor movies like Frogs. They never got a good subtitle like The Movie. <laughs> and how great is that, though? Slugs the movie. Like, that's that's so brilliant. <laughs> um, so what yeah. was your rabbit trail question? Uh, was there one, or it was just like, let me uh, wax rhapsodic about slugs? Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it was just a whole newspaper thing, and that's like, yeah, yeah, that's we, we've already story. talked about TV Guide and... And the new, uh, but that's how I, that's how I would find out about movies is when's the local paper coming out or the TV guide or and yeah, that, and all you had to go on was a picture and some floating heads maybe and a yeah a, a, a one liner from the poster yeah that's how I found out about uh, Clint Eastwood's uh, the the Jet movie that was that it's such a great Firefox movie. Firefox I'm like okay Clint Eastwood and a jet yes please yeah and and that was one that they actually took me to the theater to see and I'm like that was. That was so good. And it holds um, up. Yeah, it still, yeah, it does. So anyway, that's, uh, there was my random whatever. <laughs> but as far as an actual question, uh, let's see here. I've got my list here. Um, now this one here, um, I have a feeling that you're going to have to do a little bit of research on. That's all right. We'll kick it off here and then uh, continue it uh, next episode. Okay. So best movie from the year that you were born. Do you have any movies that, and you're going to probably have to do a, a, a search on that, but I mean, I have some of my own that I, that I made. I, I've, I've had this question on the list for a while, but I yeah. uh, thought we'd do more research on it, but that's okay. Go ahead and uh, kick us off and I will jump in here in a minute. Okay. Well, I, was I definitely born... do. <laughs> okay, good, good. I just thought this might be something fun to, to chat about a little bit. Uh, so for me, getting a couple of the more obvious ones out of the way. Uh, Godfather Part Two uh, was in 1974. the 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 primary one for me is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That is the number one for me. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. But then some of the other ones, Man with the Golden Gun. That's a James Bond movie with the great Christopher Lee mm-hmm. in it as the third nippled, uh, three nippled bad guy. If you remember that, yes. Oh yes, I do. Um, Black Christmas, that's Bob Clark's Black Christmas original, and I keep watching that movie over and over, and I, every time I'm done with the movie, I'm like, yeah, that was good. And then I'm like, about a year or two later, I'm like, I need to watch Black Christmas, the original, because it's so good. And then it's like, eh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, so, anyway. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't um, seen the original. Uh, have I seen the original? No, I don't think I have. I don't think so. It's, it's very, very different from the remake. Uh, then a couple. Then we get into the more of the less known horror stuff for me. Hatchet for a honeymoon. Uh, let's let, let sleeping corpses lie. The Antichrist. That's a really good movie. Uh, Sergio Martino's The uh, Torso, which is a Italian giallo, and uh, Hammer's Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell, which was one of the studios swan songs that at this point after texas chainsaw and the exorcist they were pretty much almost done and this was their last big real big hurrah mm-hmm. uh, so and then there was another actually another one called from bob clark 
which you have got to see. The movie is called Death Dream. Death Dream? I've never even heard of that one. It's, man, now you want to talk about a very creepy, uh, not gory, but just, I think it's PG actually, but it's really, really just uncomfortable and very creepy. Uh, it, it's about this Vietnam vet that comes back uh, after his parents think he's dead and he comes back from Vietnam and uh, he is not what he used to be. And I can't say anything more other than it is a horror movie. So I'll leave it at that. But the the score to that mov- movie is so unnerving and uncomfortable. Like the, I love movies that the whole way through you're uncomfortable because of the music. Yeah. Texas, Chain- Texas Chainsaw is another one that is really good with the 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 choice of music and the sound bites, whatever that they use in that makes you uncomfortable. And death dream is another one that does a fantastic job of just unnerving you with just this very weird seventies vibe type thing going on. It really works well. So anyway, and and then another big budget one for me was towering Inferno, which is to me, that's a great movie. I love that. Yes, it is. It's a fantastic movie. That's probably my favorite of the, the huge disaster movies of that time. And there was a bunch of them, but that one there, for some reason, I, I, I know that the Poseidon Adventure is uh, a lot of people's favorites, but for me, Towering Inferno, it really holds up, and that, that's a, it looks good. Like I have that on Blu-ray, and I'm like, that thing is, that holds up. That's a good movie. Yeah, it is. It really is. So, uh, okay, you ready for my list? In the uh, two minutes of research that I did, yes, uh, I think I got you beat. Okay, <clears throat> Alien. Ah. Amityville Horror, Apocalypse yep. Now, <laughs> uh, The Black Hole. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you're destroying me. Here. Escape from Alcatraz, uh, The Jerk, Phantasm, yes. Star Trek: The Motion Picture, mm. and last and definitely not least, The Warriors. Come out and play. Wow. That's a pretty damn good list. 1979. Yes. That is a good list. But those are, I mean, 75 to like 84, that's, that's, we love that. That's the best. Yes, it is. I feel bad for anybody like in the mid-90s when they're like, what's, what's the best movie from 1995? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I remember watching trailers for Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one of the, one of the four Batman movies, whichever one came out in 95, I'm guessing oh, one of them I'm, that would probably be Batman and Robin, wouldn't it? I think we were in that ballpark. Oh, yep, probably. Or Batman Forever. Oh, God. Ugh. And Scream, Scream came out in 96, so the the really lousy cash-ins on that didn't come till like, 97, 98, 98, you know, ugh. Here's a rabbit trail for you. When are we going to look back at the 90s and go, you know what? Those movies were pretty good, and we get nostalgic oh. about the 90s. It'll happen. Guaranteed it's going to happen. Yeah. It, it, I, I can't imagine it's not going to happen at some point. Uh, but there was, I think there was a time, I've always been a fan of the 80s, but there was a time when the 80s were very not popular anymore. But now looking back, it's like, oh yeah, the Lost Boys, that ruled. And there is a block of films uh, from 88 to uh, maybe about 94 that still felt like late 80s that were awesome, like Hunt for Red October. I think that was 90 yes. or 91. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. And that kind of style where they were still doing real practical effects. And, yes. And big film, big film frames, big scope. Ah, I love that. 
And yeah, no, I agree. Stuff was, it still had a very 90s style, but it, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Boy, that, for some reason, though, the the early 90s for me, sheesh, that, that was rough. Well, like, you I were like, the horror guy, so your crap was garbage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they it, were shooting just, on videotape. <laughs> yeah, it just dropped in the 90s. I mean, there was, there were some great movies in there, but 90s were not good for horror, unfortunately. Nope. What about you? Any any little rabbit trails you want to... Um, well, actually, talking about... Uh, I don't know. I think that's kind of a bigger trail for a bigger time. Uh, I don't know. Not All of mine are too big. I'd rather kind of move on to recently watch because I've got a plethora of things that I'd like to talk about and I don't want to be too rushed. Okay. Uh, we got plenty of time on that. Do you have plenty of stuff you can chat on? Oh, sure? I've got... <laughs> oh, yes, I do. Mm. Yes. Well, uh, kick us off. I got him once again, parsed in twos and threes. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Which one should I start with? You know what? Um, I'm going to start with uh, The Empire Strikes Back, the despecialized special version 2.0. The special, the special despecial. The, the special despecialized version. So I watched Star Wars despecialized, which is, I believe that Star Wars had the most changes made to it. Versus the original theatrical version, uh, Empire had the least amount done, and then Jedi, there was, you know, uh, Lucas had done some, some tinkering with that one, but Empire had the least amount done, still some done. I gotta tell you, revisiting Empire Strikes Back in high definition, uh, with, without the changes made, you can tell. Like, it's very obvious, you can tell that even though there were not huge CGI scenes added, I think that uh, Bespin had probably the most. I think so, because I've watched the special edition version of Empire a few times and, like, really trying to pick out where the extra stuff is. And for the most part, I, I always get to the end of it and I'm like, wait, there was a couple extra ships in Bespin, but uh, did I miss it? Because I get too wrapped up in the story and I forget yeah. to watch for the extra special stuff. And so I'm like, I, there must have been more stuff in there, but I just lost track. Yeah. And there is there there is when you and I have watched these movies time and time again. And if you were to if you were to watch like especially in a high def version of Empire, um, right from the get go, the color palette is totally different in this version versus versus what was released on Blu Ray and I'm I would imagine on DVD as well. Uh, it, it everything has been warmed up. The colors are not uh, for especially for Hoth. The colors are not bluish like it, they have a bluish tint and very cleaned up as mm -hmm. well but this version it's not that it literally it feels like they found some place that has a bunch of snow and that's where they shot that stuff hmm. versus it, it, i loved it i loved hoth so much more in this version just because i'm like this is it, this is exactly what it looked like in the theater i saw this movie in the theater and now granted i don't remember it Beat for beat, but <laughs> the color palette when you were five years yeah, old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but this it very much looks different, and it's cool to see. Like there isn't the uh, yeah, there's a couple things different in in uh, on the Hoth stuff, uh, especially the matte paintings and the uh, the snow speeders and all that. I it's so good. Can I you love... still see through the dashboard on the damn snow speeders? Because that drives me nuts. Or the the, the the hood panel where it's black. They, oh yeah! Can you still see through it? 
Um, because it used to be that the thing would swoop down and go in between the legs of the AT-ATs. I'm not calling them AT-ATs. You guys can fuck off their AT-ATs. <laughs> and you could see the, sh- it, the effect pass through the border of the cabin of the, the A-wings. And because, huh. because of the way the effect was shot. If you go back and watch like the VHSs or the laser discs, you can see the shot, the A, the, ATAT go through like the one effect oh, go bet. through the other because yeah, the, oh, I'm sure I'm sure they do because in the, it, was, it was the same kind of like shadow that you see the uh, when they're flying in space you see the square around them oh that's gotcha, the wrong gotcha. color no, no. it was the same kind of uh, echo yeah. effect well this one here it again it looks every bit as good as the Blu-ray does in a different way I haven't uh, seen cause it. it I haven't seen yeah, the Blu-rays it's, it's crystal clear. But there is definitely more of a filmic look to to these movies, mm-hmm. uh, and just whenever I see a scene, like for here's a good a good example of of something that they painstakingly uh, changed with the old versions versus the new. In the newer versions, R two D two, numerous times in the first two, I haven't seen Jedi yet, but in the first two, when R two D two is in uh, is in the X wing fighter, uh, he, he's black. His his the blue the blue panels on him are black. In the old version, in the new version, they're blue. Like they were corrected to be bright blue. Like really, like R two D two is. Oh yes. And watching this, it's like no, they're black. They're like jet black, and that's how they were in the original movie. Ah, interesting. Uh, Which is so cool to see that. Um, but the amount of detail that has gone into these, I'm like this. This could be screened on a huge screen, and this is probably what it was like to watch these. Every now and then in Empire, I notice, I'm like, this was probably sourced from a DVD that they tried to really upscale. But for the most part, how they did this, well, I, I know how they did this, is with 35mm film prints and 16mm film prints, whatever they could get to assemble the master cut of this in high definition is what they did. Yeah, uh, it's It's fantastic. It's so good, and it's great to see them as they originally were intended. And I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to discredit the special editions completely because a lot of work, a lot of work has gone into remastering them and they do look genuinely great on Blu-ray. They look fantastic, but it is so cool to see what these things looked like back in the day, but uh, projected on a, on a bigger screen. And they, it's not like, Oh, I'm watching a VHS of the original star Wars. No, this is high definition version that, was transferred from best elements possible. So anyway. I, I've been hesitant to even rag on George Lucas for making the changes that he's made because I've heard so many directors say that you never stop editing. You just get to your deadline and you have to stop, and you're never yeah. you're never ever done. But with him and the amount of money and stuff that he resources that he has, he was able to keep on going to do the changes that he wanted. Um, are they good? That's varying degrees of opinions, mostly yeah. all negative. But yeah, it's hard for me to really slam him when it's every single director I've ever heard interviews with has said the same thing. You don't yeah. ever get done. You just have to stop. Yeah, yeah, and and, and honestly, like Bespin is uh, very much more seventies in this version. I, I know this was made in 1980, but it very much, like, the styles, I'm like, Oof, Even if it's made in 80, all of its tech is going to be 70s. Yeah. And the special editions, they, I'm like, okay, this is, it's more a lot more high tech, but I, I appreciate 
Uh, and I, I actually really liked the changes that they made to Bespin in the special, the specialized editions, yeah. whatever. I like, I, I liked all that, but seeing it as it was, I'm like, oh, this looks kind of seventies and I like this to see this again. It's cool. Yeah. And, uh, a lot anyway, of those so, kind of changes never bothered me. It was, uh, and, it's the bad, it's the bad CGI. changes. It's, it's not, it's the bad CGI of the creatures at, uh, in the village in A New Hope. Yeah. Oh, that was no good. Mos Eisley. Yeah, Mos Eisley. And that was no good. And then there's the, not going to get into the hand shooting first or second debacle, but it just, that never lined up for me in any respect of, of, uh, the effect itself. It looked like the other Greedo's shot came out of his barrel and hung a left. It it just looked terrible. Yeah. It was a bad effect on top of a weak explanation. Well, he wouldn't shoot people. Why wouldn't he? yeah. Yeah. Yes, he would. He's not a murderer. <laughs> I don't care. That doesn't make him a murderer if somebody's trying yeah. to kill him and take. Uh, yeah. Yep. Whatever. Oh, and and getting rid of the job of the hut stuff in A New Hope, it totally did that not. That kind of didn't at, buy the. That that was another one that I was kind of like, eh, it didn't kind of bother me because they had already shot it and uh, a bit. Yeah. It was just a yeah. bit clunky because they had to make Han step over his tail or whatever. Yeah. So you have not seen any of the Blu-ray releases no. of these. No. Now, do you remember, and I, I haven't seen Jedi yet, but supposedly Jedi's special editions don't have Jabba subtitled. Is that correct? Do you remember that? No, they have them subtitled. It's just uh, different subtitles where they moved him, from what I understood. Oh, like they, okay, moved, okay. they made him white and moved him down below the frame. And I believe okay. in the original they were yellow and they were in the frame. Okay, because I could be, that's all been I could be totally wrong about that, but... Yeah, the CGI dance scene. I know that that is com- obviously completely anything CGI has been completely jettisoned from these releases. The the dance scene needed to be that was horrible. That was awful. That might be the single worst edition of all of them combined. Then there's weird things that people complain about, like uh, well, they CGI'd in the Ewoks blinking, and I'm like, they didn't. They didn't blink. I never even noticed. Like who's yeah? Like, come on, that's so yeah. nitpicky. I don't know. Yeah, and so and, and th- for those things, I don't care about those. Those aren't a big deal. But to have these as a historical preservation type thing, I think it's really, really cool to have these. And I really, really hope that Disney. I'm not sure if Disney owns the rights to the originals now. It's, or it's kind of a Fox. it's kind of a confused mess of, between releasing and and owning the actual rights of original originality and all that. Nobody yeah. nobody knows, as far as I know. But hey, clue us in. Yeah. Send us an email. Yeah. Yep. Well, this does show that it can be done, and I'm sure that with a huge studio behind it, uh, it, it would sell like hotcakes. You know it would. Dude, it's going to happen. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. If they have any rights to it after he sold it, they're going to release it. Agreed. So, anyway. Otherwise, there, all there the nerds go. will be so mad, and we'll get yes. out there and make the Ewoks <laughs> blink, and we don't have to add ads in the right position. <laughs> oh, you know, and I, I've been doing a lot of research on this, and I, I, well, I haven't seen Jedi yet, but there are weird changes that were made to Jedi that I didn't even recognize. Like when C-3PO and R2-D2 first arrive at Jabba's palace and they're by the huge big yeah. door, um, that door in the special versions, they made gigantic. Uh, in the original version, it's not gigantic. It's a big door, it but big. it's yeah, it's not gigantic. But they made it so that it like it takes up the whole screen. You like you don't even see the whole thing. And in the old version, no, there's a huge door that that it's opens like up such, whatever. Such strange changes to be like, yeah, like. We need to go back and work on that. Yeah, like why would you change that? Uh, it's, uh, whatever. So anyway, there you go. 
Okay, uh, you ready for some Hammer? Mm. Uh, we broke Hammer down this week in uh, my excursion into Hammer. This is part two. We broke it down into a couple of sections. Uh, first up, Scars of Dracula. This was on your voodoo. I said I was going to yes. watch, and I sat at my computational device and watched the entire movie. And it's a good movie. I like this one. Again, the Draculas continue to get better all the way through into the end. Well, what did I have on my notes for this? Hold on. I, I made little scribbles so that I could write better reviews later since I'm so far behind. Was this number six or seven? Yeah. Refresh my, refresh my memory on which... The, I would say that Dracula. He... Bat vomits blood onto Dracula powder. Uh, womanizing local scumbag. Finally, a few bits of gore. Yes, I believe this is when things started changing and they were trying to get more gory. I think it was with Scars. Yep, 1970. Um, and it it had a couple of scenes that had very uh, Fulci-esque kind of fleshy bits hanging off of this, like where they people would be, they would stumble onto bodies and they'd be scratched up bodies and they'd have bits of flesh hanging off them that looked kind of fakey, but still kind of that 70s Fulci kind of look where it's like, it's kind of gross. Yeah. But yeah, basically at the end of the last one, Dracula turned back into Dracula powder after seeing too much Christian stuff in a church for whatever reason. Oh, yes. He fainted and fell down and then turned into powder. And in this one, um, a bat flies over where he turned into powder and barfs blood all over that area. And then he comes back and there he is. He's poofs back in as Dracula's back. But there, there was a Philandering uh, uh, <laughs> uh, local who's just going around banging all the chicks that he can possibly. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. It was a good movie. It was very interesting. Again, we spend about a whole act of the movie that has nothing to do with Christopher Lee and Dracula. It's just uh, dicking around and uh, townsfolk, townsfolk, and talking about myth and lore and uh, whatever. Uh, but it was still very entertaining. It was watchable. And then we get to. What might be my personal favorite of all these Dracula hammers, Dracula AD 1972. <laughs> Your favorite? <laughs> possibly, but quite possibly, because now we're in the 70s and 70s, 60s is a little harder sell for me for horror. 70s, my wheelhouse. I love this shit. So we are now into the swinging, the grooving 70s. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. yes. It's, it's equal parts hysterical and a good. Entry into the vampire or the Hammer Dracula movies. I, it was entertaining. I liked it. That one had a an especially evil resurrection scene, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, let's go into this church that's been uh, de-sanctified, and then we'll put pan- pentagrams in the ground. And I'm going to read from the Book yeah. of Satan. And yeah, I'm like, but that's, wow, that's but that's pretty, like uh, that's 70s. That was very yeah. very 70s. Let's go do this just for a laugh, Matt. Just for yeah. a laugh, mate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then oh, in the like beginning within the first just... five seconds of his little seance thing they're they're all looking all these hippies are looking at each other like what the serious fuck bro i was not i thought we were gonna like just like hang out and light some candles and, and smoke and, a yeah. joint and have some sex and instead this guy's up there reading from some whole unholy text and <laughs> you know the vampires are showing up and eating people's necks and it's like run for your damn lives uh, it was oh, it was yes. fun though. I I liked that one quite a bit. So in our texting back and forth, I think you're getting yes. the impression that I don't freaking like these Hammer movies, and that's not true. It's just that every time, and maybe I just tend to do what you do when I start talking about anime. You start. I can tell right now you're already on your computer because I said anime. You're flipping around on your computer like. <laughs> 
Oh, what's going on on Box Office Mojo and Joe Biden? New trailers or no, 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 no. I'm actually on. I'm on Scars of Dracula right now. When you start talking about Hammer, I maybe I just start to fade because it's like, <laughs> oh, here we go. But the two things I always take away from you talking about Hammer is lots of gore, lots of nudity. Haven't seen it yet. We're, we're again not getting there yet. But at any rate, we in our texting, uh, maybe the. 15 movies you gave me were not those movies. Do you know what I'm saying? Is that making yeah. sense? Okay. Uh, that's it for this round. I'm going to pass it back to you. And then next round, we'll do three in a row. Maybe four. Okay. Um, let's see here. You know what? I want to jump to um, a newer release. Um, I recently rewatched it. Every time I watch this movie, I think it can't be as good as I remember. And every single time I watch it, I'm like, no, that movie kicked ass. Okay, wait. It's still good. Give me a year. Let me try and guess. Okay, let me just... I think it's 2002. I'm 90% sure it's 2002. I mean... It's one of... Yes, it is. And I watched it with you in the theater and we were both like, eh, it's... I think it was like down to like one show of the day and we're like, let's go to the and watch this. It was probably a Margarita Monday, I would imagine. And we were both like, what? That's good. Ravenous? Almost great. What's that? Ravenous? No, 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 no. 2002. I mean, I, we, we we go back and forth about whether things are good in the 90s, but early 2000s, I mean, shit on a shingle. Nope. What the? This one here is genuinely good, and I just watched it again. I'm like, yep, that movie is still, I gave it four stars. Damn it. Okay, I give up. I don't know. Um, boy, now I want to have you keep guessing. Okay, well, give me um, another Give me another clue. Play the game that I okay. do with Addie. She picks up this uh, book I have, 501 Must-See Movies. She flips around, gives me the genre, then she gives me a director, then she gives... And we just go... She keeps giving me clues till I guess what it is. Okay. Uh, stars... One of, the, one of the stars in the movie is... Carl Urban. And Emily Browning as a very young... Uh, girl in the movie, and Emily Browning is, uh, she's in Sucker Punch. Yeah, I know Emily Browning. Uh, okay. Uh, Carl Urban in 2002. I mean, that's, uh, that's not Riddick. No. Uh, Carl no. Urban. Shit. And Isaiah Washington is in this as well, from 12 Years a Slave, and one of my personal favorites, Dead Birds. I Oh, I should know what this is. I'm I'm gonna groan as soon as you tell me. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, here, now, now here's the main actor. I want me to give you the main actor. Okay. They're, they're not the main actors. Uh, the main actor is Gabriel Byrne. Hmm. I I can't believe it. I'm baffled. Give me a genre. Oh, it's horror. Oh, it's, of course it is. Uh, <laughs> I forgot who I was talking to for a second there. Hold yep. on. I blacked out and had a stroke. Um. Yes. <laughs> Back on track, sir. Carl Urban, Gabriel Byrne, Emily Browning. I I'm ashamed. I should know what that is. That's big. Well, yeah. go ahead. Because you and I and I failed. I'm not sure what even got us to the theater because the reviews were pretty much across the board not good for this movie. And I kind of think that it was you that were like that was like let's go watch this movie. Why not? Give me okay. Uh, one last chance. Give me a director. Okay. Um, okay. This director made one other. That's not going to help. But he made one other movie. Uh, the director's name is Steve Beck. That's not going to help you, I'm sure. He did. He was a visual effects on uh, Hunt for October and The Abyss and Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Son of a bitch. I feel like I should know what this is. What the hell? Uh, and, his, uh, and, the, and the other movie that he made, uh, not while not as good as this, and it, it wasn't, but it was still a good movie. Probably one that I watched with you. I'm guessing I did. It came out 
I think a year before or after. It's from a it's from a company that thrived in the uh, in the two thousands, uh, and then they kind of faded away after another one that we watched in the theater called Gothica. God, um, wait. So this was made by Dark Castle. Yes, it's a Dark Castle movie. Gabriel Byrne. Stigmata wasn't Dark Castle, was it? No. Yeah. No, but now I'm starting to be like, come on, dude. I know, know, this that. is sad. Just tell me. I lost. <laughs> Whatever it is, I failed. Uh, I'm sorry. Ghost, ghost shit. God damn it, you're right. <laughs> I didn't, you know what threw me off there is the Gabriel Byrne hint. That's what threw me. Or not Gabriel oh, Byrne. Really? Not Gabriel Byrne. Uh, Carl Urban. That's oh, what okay, threw me okay. off. I forgot that he was in that. Yeah. Because he, he was, was the damn ghost. Oh. Yes, she was. Yep. I was right yeah, there he, too. I had Gabriel Byrne in this kind of trench coaty thing, and a uh, yep. fail. That movie, epic fail. <laughs> that movie is really good. Yeah, yeah, it is. Be, I like that movie. That was the yeah. Oh, Mudvayne, the you got the Mudvayne <laughs> song going on at the end. I'm like, yes! Every time I see it, even with the admittedly dated CGI of the boat sinking and towards the end, that is still a solid horror movie with one of the best. Uh, Best beginnings of a horror movie ever. Seriously, I I love that introduction. That that beginning is so good, and it has uh, actors from uh, like ER and stuff trying to break out into TV. Julianne Mar Margulies or whatever her name is, yep. and Ron uh, Elder. Yes, he's he, awesome. He was in he was in Super Eight mm -hmm. and Sleepers and Black Hawk Down. Yeah, so and I mean, there's it. There's go was good... he in Go? Oh, he may. Have, I think he I, was. Steve. Um, so Beck. anyway, I like I'm gonna know anything Steve Beck has done. Well, he also directed the Thirteen Ghosts, mm. which I know. Yeah, it was not near as good, but still. Uh, anyway, I, Ghost Ship is yeah. Ghost Ship is a good movie. I like that one because I'm I'm uh, obsessed with underwater movies, as we well know, and sub movies. Yep. And this almost falls into that category because derelict shipped. Sh yeah. <laughs> Movie free. Shit on it. Oh my god. <laughs> That'll get cut. Um, okay, so derelict ship movies kind of fall into that in the same vein that I like Virus, that that Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. movie. That's It's oh, kind that's of good fun and weird. I'm just kind of maybe obsessed with uh, the high seas because it's terrifying. Anyway. Well, not, not only that, but I like the, the fact that this movie went, they went all out with the supernatural in this movie. It wasn't just a uh, you know, I mean, you know how the movie ends. Yeah. And it's just like, they really went for it. And I liked that where it's like, wow, that is a crazy, like, I don't want to say wrap around, but it's, I don't want to, and even twist. It's just like, that's a cool way to wrap up this haunted ship movie by this is what it was really all about. I thought that was really, really good. And, and the, it's, I think that kind of the, the antagonist in that movie is, uh, Desmond Harrington. I'm trying. I'm looking right now because I know him from something else. Where I'm like, you, you. I know you. <laughs> oh yes, and oh, he was a, yeah, he was a bastard. Well, uh, he had to be. He was. He was in Wrong Turn. He was uh, the hero in Wrong Turn, which is one of the better uh, hillbilly slasher type movies. Uh, what else was he in? Wasn't he in a science fiction movie? He was in The Dark Knight Rises. And I thought that he was in. Uh, I'm, I haven't seen any science fiction. Uh, Dexter. Hmm. Limit, no, you, Limitless. You've you've seen Wrong Turn though, right? Yeah, I own that. Okay. The Neon Demon. He's in that new one from. Uh, what's his name? Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. As Jack. Whatever Jack may be. Whatever Jack may be. Yep. There you go. But so, I do anyway. like that guy. I, I, he just he looks 
kind of similar to the uh, main guy from the Blutter Witch Project too, which has oh. very few fans except for us. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I had to come around on that one after a few viewings, but that's actually a very good movie. It's just kind of overshadowed by its uh, superior predecessor. Yeah, and, and and this one here, rewatching it again, I'm like, why did this one get bad reviews and did not do good? Because it in the desert that was the 2000s. This is a genuinely good horror movie. I, I'm just surprised that this one didn't catch on. Well, Dark Castle came mm-hmm. out and said we're going to do a, a horror movie every October, every year. Yeah, and it was every year. They would and that was like what one. number four. By that point, I think people were like, we're kind of onto your stick, and we're kind of tired of it. That's about the Probably. extent that, the that was, mainstream yeah. audience has. But it's sad because that movie was actually better than their last couple. That's a better movie than Thirteen Ghosts. Oh, yes, I would agree. I think that Return, or I mean, not Return, uh, House on Haunted Hill is probably Dark Castle's best, mm-hmm. but this one here is right there with it. I mean, they're neck and neck to me. Yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, they're trying to stop the ship from sinking and trying to, I don't know, there's good shit going on. Very similar to Virus, but in a true uh, supernatural horror sense instead of uh, the sci-fi angle that Virus has. And honestly, if you really think about it, uh, the uh, Resident Evil, or not Resident Evil uh, movie, um, Event Horizon has almost a similar yeah. storyline to where there's a you know here's our here's our group of you know roughnecks that are going to and same with to, Alien and Aliens yeah it's kind of the, it is that same kind of model but we're going out to collect our treasure yes Supernova yeah, so similar yeah uh, <laughs> 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 we have fallen into the trap of movies that are oh, there's only oh. five movies in Hollywood yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, I've spent way too oh, much no, time on good, good. Uh Okay, Hammer, back to Hammer. Frankenstein created women. Uh, very cool, weird, dark story. I think I almost, uh, there's only, I only watched like two of the Frankensteins, uh, Evil of Frankenstein and, and this one. I, I might like them better than the Draculas. They are, wow, oh, they're so good. They're so damn good. I really enjoy. I just that's get more involved in the story, whereas the the Draculas are constantly repeating themselves, and that's fine because I dig those as well. But the these are just a little, slightly more interesting. I'm trying to hurry here because I, we we've talked these to death. I don't need to spend a ton of time on them. Um, Night creatures, awesome. The, oh, I, good. I yes. Totally enjoyed this movie. Uh, it's a cool pirate tale. The effects in this movie are. You have to see this movie as a cinephile because the effects in this movie are awesome. When they're doing the skeleton thing, riding the horses around, isn't that so cool? It's so I, awesome. I love that. Even when they did the stuff off in the distance, the uh, extremely wide shots where they're very far away, and they're wearing these skeleton outfits on skeleton horses, and they had them lit on this path far away. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> last time I saw that shot was last summer. George Miller, Fury, oh. Fury Road. When they went into the nighttime scenes and they were going out across, yeah. Ex- now, do you exact think that George Miller same damn shot? I'm not saying that uh, George Miller is ripping off Night Creatures. I'm just saying that there is an effect that was used this long ago that is still totally effective today, and it yeah. it was gorgeous then, and it's gorgeous now. And that's another thing with all of these things you gave me; they're all DVDs, and they still yeah. look stunning on my crap systems. i'm actually i I replaced my uh flat panel tube tv with a bigger version of just an old tube tv and it still looked 
really damn good, man. It, it I'm amazed that I'm not like, oh, it's blocky or whatever. No, because yeah. I have my components all match. It's it's yeah. the same time frame period of uh, DVD player going to uh, TV, and so therefore it doesn't look like old school and crappy blocky. It looks really damn good. Good. Like when we first got DVD and we're like amazed by it. You know oh, what I mean? I still remember that day. Yeah. yeah. And it's not. It doesn't look like HD, but it's hard to explain. If you if you came over and looked at it, you'd be like, uh, I would totally watch a movie like this. It, it, it yeah. it's totally fine. It looks fantastic. Um. Next, and wrapping up this round, Curse of the Werewolf. Uh, this was a very good werewolf movie. The werewolf was, at, at the end, when they actually did the transition, were actually showing it, was pretty damn lame. That was kind of very wolf-man-y, but that was fine. It was. That's fine. Yeah. Um, the, the shining star of this movie, though, is the first act of this movie. I love the balls of the first act of this movie, and I wish more movies would do it. It, 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 follows, uh, like, we don't get introduced to our main character. We get introduced to, like, our main character's grandparents who do A, B, C, and this is fucked up, and then do D, E, F, and then that's messed up, and then we get to the birth of our main character. Who is Oliver Reed, then? Yeah, yeah, yes. (laughs) A Hammer main player, who I've seen in many movies now. Um, but I really loved the way that they introduced us to the main character. That was the best part of this movie to me. Um, all the werewolf stuff and everything that took place after, that was all really cool too, but that that first act where it's like, okay, here's our main guy, and then it's like, oh, he's not our main guy, he just died. And then, you know, the way they progressed that story yeah. through, now you understand his lineage and why he's such a sad figure. It was yeah. That was fantastic. Um, yeah, that was less a horror movie than a character study, you know. It gothic. still was a horror movie. It just it went a different path in the first act. And that's, I, that, I loved that. I would rather have that than the entire second act of whichever Dracula movie where they just dick off in a bar. And they're like, <laughs> oh, bring me drinks. It's like, that's, you're just killing time. Wench! Wench! Bring unto me my beer. My ale. Sorry. Yes, ale, yes. And the Burgermeister. <laughs> oh, that was so dumb. Oh, lots of Burgermeisters. <laughs> Quick, hold your beer against the ceiling, because it'll be funny. Oh, that one, yes. Because it's, yes. Ha, ha, ha. That was the yeah. beer. That was the bar one. <laughs> yes, I remember that. So anyway, yeah. uh, again, I, I'm really enjoying the diversions away from Dracula, because I, while I do enjoy those movies, it, watching seven in a row, it's time to... Yeah. Change it up. Okay. Uh, I got one more round. Back to you. Okay. Um, so. 11 18. Oh. It's uh, final round. You, you get oh, everything man, you want I've out. Got Go, it's so much think, that I want to Then cover, do a but, couple uh, and I'll shut up. I'll just sit here and. Um, I'll just sit here and take it. Okay. <laughs> right up the old sphincter. Um, let's see. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Cherry Falls? No. Yeah, let's do Cherry Falls. Why don't you, why don't you give me my options and I'll vote on what I want to watch or listen to. Okay. (laughs) Okay, do you want to hear me ramble on about Cherry Falls, The Incredible Melting Man, or Contamination again? Contamination? (laughs) You watched that one. Oh, that was the alien eggs smashing? Yes. Uh, I'm guessing we've talked. Melting Man and then Cherry Falls. Okay. Have we talked about, have you watched... Cherry Falls? I, maybe. That was in that dark period of the 90s, wasn't it? 
Yes, it was. Yeah, yes. Very forgettable. So, yes. I, I, there's even a chance I watched it in a theater with you? No, maybe Well, I no. Don't. Well, you know what? I will talk about in, uh, Cherry Falls because there is the drama behind that movie is actually better than the movie itself. And there, there's some good drama behind that movie. So, Incredible Melting Man, because I need to have it on my computer or otherwise I'll... Eh, it's alright, I only blabbed on about oh. horror or Hammer movies for three movies that you could have been typing that up, but that's okay. I know, I know. It's, it's like going to a restaurant or going to a fast food restaurant and standing in a long line, yet not looking at what you're going to order up on the big board and then getting there and like... Huh. Ah, now let me decide because it's the yeah, first it's, it's the first time I've ever been to McDonald's. Yes. <laughs> or what is this Taco Bell place that I'm at? Okay, The Incredible Melting Man 1977 from director William Sachs. That guy. Uh astronaut is transformed into a, into a murderous uh, I like that you can't gel- even get through the synopsis without <laughs> laughing at the stupidity. <laughs> Go on. Um, an astronaut is transformed into a murderous, gelatinous mass after returning from an ill-fated voyage to Saturn. Uh, Honestly, you could just say the score, and I'd be like, I'm watching it. Oh, yeah, it's it's totally you. It's, it's Mystery Science Theater all the way. But it's so much... Oh, wait. Mystery Science Theater did it. <laughs> okay, so they did it. Oh, I'm guessing that it was heavily edited, because there's... Two reasons to watch this movie, oh, and God. one one is because this is kind of interesting. Actually, Rob Bottin did the special effects for this. What movie. year did this come out? Nineteen seventy-seven. Wow, that really sounds like a fifties, sixties sci-fi kind of. Oh, movie. and it feels like it too. Like it actually feels like a fifties type movie. But the uh, the effects on this movie are are really good. They're or wait, shit. What? Uh, you're on the wrong one. Thought, you're on a remake or something. No, I thought it was Rob Bottin. I, I am positive that Rob Bottin helped out with this movie. Rick Baker was did some of the special effects, and so did uh, Greg Cannon. And th- those are big names. Especially and, for sci-fi, because they're usually attached to horror. Yeah. Well, this one here is essentially a... I mean, basically, it's you just watch this guy melting to nothing, and he is on this murderous rampage. Uh, it's bad, but... I will say the effects are very effective. Every dollar seems to have gone to the effects, but so it's the effects, and there is some gratuitous nudity in this movie. That I like, keep oh, hearing wow. that. I keep, keep, keep hearing that, don't I? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh. the, but the budget. I'm happy to report the budget was two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and for 1977, that, that's pretty that'd low be budget. Like your five million dollar kind of thing. You think? On uh, seventy-seven. I got yeah. It's all this, <laughs> all the money went to special effects, and it was gooey and slimy. I don't know why I'm thinking that Rob Bottin of the thing. <laughs> oh, I could just copy and edit that right now. It was it was gooey and slimy. <laughs> and ew, ew, just ew. Oh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah. But it's it, it, but you actually you you were dead on when you said it. Sounds like a 50s movie yeah. because it actually plays out like a 50s creature feature type thing, but set in the 70s with really bad actors and a lot of padding. I mean, we're talking like, uh, I don't like, this. come on, but watching it, like thinking now that it actually was on MST, I bet that those scenes were hysterical. Cool. So, anyway, 
incredible melting man. It's up. Uh, Screen Factory released it on Blu-ray, and it looks better than it has any right to look. <laughs> and uh, I've watched it several times. That's some big name talent, though, for uh, uh, the special effects. The Botine. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's one scene where a guy gets his head ripped off, and we like in slow motion see this head just strolling down this little brook, of, you know, this this stream of water. <laughs> In slow motion, and I'm like, that's kind of gross. And then it goes over this very small waterfall in slow motion. Then it hits the bottom of the waterfall, and it kind of just explodes in slow motion. I'm like, that now it's officially just gross. Just in pollution <laughs> brains. And I'm like, this is totally gratuitous. There's no reason for this scene to exist other than that it's gross. And I'm like, I like that. That's, yeah, yes. That's good. That's me. Yes, that's me. So, anyway. Um, okay. Cherry Falls, and then I'm done. Uh, so this movie here was, first and foremost, this was a $14 million budgeted movie uh, starring Brittany Murphy and Jay Moore, Michael Bean, that Michael Bean, and it's directed by uh, Jeffrey Wright. And I would imagine you know who Jeffrey Wright uh, is. That name rings a bell, but I couldn't place. I'm sure he's done something uh, else I know. He was in, he, he directed, uh, he was in, he directed Romper Stomper. Yeah, with Russell yep, Crowe, I know that one. And Macbeth, he hasn't. Boy, he has not done much since uh, Cherry Falls. Things didn't go good. The only thing, Cherry I, Falls. Maybe I'm associating this with the wrong movie, but I feel like Cherry Falls. There was a scene in the third act where it was like a they were in a building that was round, and there were shelves going all the way up, and strange, uh, I, I, something weird oh. like that. Oh, it's a slasher movie, uh, but they tried to. This is before, well, no, actually, what, Scream was 96. So this is trying to reinvent Scream, I guess, kind of, because uh, it I, has maybe, some of that. I think I'm confusing it with Boogeyman. Oh, uh, that could be. Yeah, yeah. But this is a, a straight-up slasher movie, but the whole gimmick here is that if you are a virgin, then you're in trouble. Wait a minute, in a horror movie? Yes. Oh, God. So, which is cool. I like the fact that they they did something yeah. different. But you're so joking, movie, right? Because the, the virgins in a horror movie are always the first that are hosed. Yes, I was going to say first that are screwed, but that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, but that's the that's the whole gist of the movie, and there's a reason why the killer is offing virgins. And so the whole thing is, it, and obviously Cherry Falls, get it? Yeah, uh, yeah. And so here's the deal with this movie. It had a big budget for a slasher movie yeah. back in 2000. Uh, it was supposed to get a theatrical release. It did not. It got a, t- a TV release. It was butchered. Like, the MPAA refused to give this thing an R rating. So it got cut and cut and cut and cut and cut to the point where now I just watched it. It's it's mild PG-13 now. And this was a hard movie. Uh, it, which is sad because there is a gem of a good idea in here and there's like there's actually some like I like the killer in the movie and I liked the I actually liked the characters in the movie and there's a cool twist on the slasher movie in this movie but uh that's I'm I'm already fumbling my words um <laughs> I am too you're fine so anyway it it's a it's a fun movie to watch um to see what could have been because this could have been this truly could have been a gem uh, it has all the makings for a really good slasher movie, but this is a case where the MPAA completely ruined a movie uh, because it deals primarily with sex. I mean, everybody is trying to screw 
to survive. <laughs> that's the that's the gist of the yeah. movie, and it's it, it's not there, and all the kills are cut, uh, and it's just sad. And there was stuff going on during the release of this movie, and. So are you saying all this in speculation, or is there actually... No, 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 this is fact. Unrated, this, no, 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 I mean, like, there's an unrated director's cut that shows everything? Uh, no, Scream Factory released this movie, and uh, there is currently... I mean, it might it might be somewhere in a vault, but the uh, the snipped footage is, at this point, not... Yeah. Hopefully. No, I love it. Snipped yeah. footage, and <laughs> yeah. everybody's screwing to survive, much like the human yeah. race. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> But the uh, the the cut footage is at this point lost, which is really sad because this they cut a ton of stuff out of this. I movie. don't buy it. I don't buy that the cut footage is lost because uh, they're still digging up footage from the seventies. This movie is in the nineties, early two thousands, whatever the hell. I, yeah, it, so. it's out there. But you remember the guy from? Uh, oh, what he was in a well, yeah. No, never mind. No, go on. A, what? Try. No, there was a guy in the movie, and he's kind of funny, and it looks kind of dorky, and he was in this movie. Okay, back to you. He was in the movie. No, I'm a huge fan. Okay, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> you, you ever watched the movie Road Trip? No. Uh, maybe. Okay, then trip. back to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the, the guy that go, they go to a restaurant in Road Trip, and uh, he complains about his food, so the uh, the cook in the back takes his waffle and rubs it on his on his junk crotch and down his pants and then he eh. waiting hey I got it okay right. yeah it's that sorry it's I haven't so. seen the movie so I'm not familiar with the one specific scene out of it that you want to talk about pancake cock rubbing <laughs> <laughs> okay let me wrap up hammer uh, real quick I have one two three four technically five more hammer movies that you gave me uh, okay. I went down your list in order of best to worst of what order I should watch them in. And I got to Paranoiac, which is too many vowels, and I don't like the title. Wow, am I shocked that you like this movie. Completely shocked. This is some uh, Stephen Nazi Miller, as in Stephen Miller cinema sidekicks <laughs> bullshit right here of classic <laughs> cinema. This is, uh, no, I, I shouldn't say bullshit. It, it's, it seems like a fine bit of classic cinema like old school black and white, you know, I get it. Yeah. But uh coming down um 11 teen Dracula movies and uh Frankenstein and derailing into strange creatures, I'm really ready for that uh hardcore gore and nudity you keep talking about to pop its, uh, pop its ugly in head in, in the, you know, the last 12 not so much. And I get to this and I'm like if everything is lesser from here on out, yeah, I, I need a breather on the hammer. It seems like a fine film. Uh, I don't have any direct complaints as in, this is bad. It just, it's sort of like, wow, I'm not in the mood for this. And I got uh, a lot of movies I want to watch on deck. Yeah. So I'm totally not dogging the movie. It just oversold them a little bit. And maybe you just gave me the pack that wasn't gory or nudity. Because there was nary a shoulder or ankle. Greta to be seen in this movie. Um, well, now let me ask you, are you movies. still wanting to watch more Hammer, or are you like, I, oh, No, yeah. no, I'm definitely wanting to watch more Hammer, but I just need to take a breather. Come, I mean, damn it, dude. I've watched... I seriously watched, like, 12 in the last two weeks. I mean, it, it, look at it from my point of view. If I gave you 12 anime movies to watch, and, and, and you just were yeah. plowing through, you wouldn't make it through two. You'd be like, fuck you. 
<laughs> I know you. Okay. Oh, but you're just soldiering on. I've I mean, been just soldiering on, back. but we got the paranoiac, and I was like, bitch, the, the drawbridge is up. I'm done. Like, I, <laughs> I, I'm not done. I'm not done. I just, I need, I need a breather. I need to step away yeah. for a minute and take a breath and, and get back on track with, you know, shit's piling up on my shelf the same way it does on yours. And, yeah, and on Netflix, I know. Oh, like, I know. I need a, a little bit of a breather because it's, it's, not necessarily as promised, but with Paranoiac was like, whoa, wow, this was a step down. Because everything has kind of gotten consistently better up until this point. And then I get there and it's like black and white and slow and drama and barely thriller. Like, it's a classic cinema kind of movie. And that's fine. It's just, damn, ready for something yeah. else. Um, so I that gets a no score at this point, And I kind of doubt I'm going to revisit that one. If you feel like I should watch uh, Kiss of the Vampire, Nightmare, Fan of the Opera, Seven Golden Vampires, two of those you said don't even bother. Uh, If any of Um, those you feel like this week that I should actually go ahead and soldier on and watch, I will. Uh, Otherwise, I'm going to be returning it and try and get my hands on some region uh, A0, whatever the hell United States is, of uh, the actual gory nudity stuff. Which, well, I guess, we, so how long of a break do you want to take from Hammer? Because I actually do have some Blu-rays that I think will play on your player. Just give, so should we, just give me like a week. Let me, let me take The Witch and I'll, and okay. I'm good. For, okay. for this week, you know, give me a, a sec to get through some of the anime shit that I've bought that I can, you know, okay. so I can watch that. Uh, and then I'll get back into it. it seriously, I don't need a huge break. I'm, I've given all of these movies a thumbs up except for Paranoiac, which I'm no scoring. Uh, yeah. So that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. I'm not yeah. totally burnt out, just a little oversold. Um, lastly, uh, I want to talk about that gal who was in that thing, which is a sequel to that guy that was in that thing. Um, it's everything you expect from this documentary. Uh, basically doing the female version of character actors talking what it's like to be a character actor in Hollywood. If you are into cinema, you need to watch these documentaries. That's all there is to it. Um, they're not the most exciting thing in the world, but they are important so that you recognize the kind of work and the problems that Hollywood still has of sexism and what do you even call it? Uh, trying to make everybody look beautiful on the, even on the man side where it's like, get work done, work out more, look more like this. Um, these are those on Netflix. Both of these are parts one and two. Uh, the quote-unquote character actor is <laughs> ugly actor who can act good. They're people that we would put in every movie that we would ever want to make because they're good actors and they can act and they look like real damn people instead of these uh, Hollywood cookie-cutter bullshit. And it's important to watch those so that you have perspective because these people need to get more work and we need to phase out that thing of, like, you have to be... Uh, Denise Richards playing a, a nuclear scientist because that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like that shit's yeah, such bullshit. Everybody is totally out, right. is out at that point. No, I need somebody who looks like they went to school for more than two years at a community college to play the nuclear yeah. scientist. Please, <laughs> I agree. Totally agree. So anyway, I really love character actors, and I, I it's great to see them get their uh, a little bit of a. Uh, chance to explain what it's like from their experience in Hollywood, where they're like, to lose 10 pounds, now 10 more, now 10 more, now 10 more. Could you remove your ribs to get uh, move, yeah. 10 more, get a nose job, maybe? I, like, I hate that shit, so yeah. uh, it's good to see them get a little bit of uh, time in the sun. Um, 
Anything else that you want to add for this episode? We're going to wrap it up. I don't think so. Are we going to do any coming soon? Sure. Go ahead. What do you got on okay. Um, I'm going to rewatch Hateful Eight on Blu-ray. I bought that used. So I want to give that one another rewatch. I know that I gushed about that movie upon my first viewing, but I'm curious as to what I'm going to think about it on second viewing with the standard theatrical version. We shall see. And then there's another movie called Venom that Blue Underground just released. I bought it on Blu-ray, and it's supposed to be a really cool early 80s creature feature. (laughs) Yay. About snakes. So I can't wait to watch that. And I also uh, bought uh, Jaws parts 2, 3, and 4 on Blu-ray. Yep. Coming soon to a review near you. (laughs) Can't wait to listen to that. Uh, Yep. (laughs) Uh, Yep. Um, No, I will say that Jaws 3 is actually in 3D. Like genuine Blu-ray 3D, so that like be your cool. 3D, not the red blue yeah. 3D. No, it's the actual. No, yeah, sure. it's actual 3D, 3D. So I'm looking forward to watching that. And Jaws 2, admittedly, that is a good movie. It is. Um, I I in a night of drunken insanity bought all three of them, <laughs> and that means Jaws: The Revenge is heading my way. So I can't wait to watch the uh, Lions Roaring Jaws movie. Oh, there are so many things more wrong than the roaring of the lions with that damn movie. That's a flaming piece of shit. Yeah, I watched that one time in the theaters with my parents, and I have not seen it since. So what if it's good? No, it's not. It's horrible. Okay. <laughs> they live in Jamaica, and they're like, we're terrified of sharks, and so they continue to live in Jamaica or something. Yeah. Isn't, isn't Mario Van Peebles in that? How the hell would I know? Watched it one time. And I was like, that is the most improbable thing. Even as like a 10 year old, I was like, that is the most improbable ending of any movie I've ever seen ever. Like, you're spearing a shark with the front of a. Uh, well, here's an idea. Go live in Iowa. Guess what? No sharks. Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But I will say, I'm kind of looking forward to wasting 90 minutes of my life on it. Well, back to we you. We still need to get into uh, deciding what is going to be our next film. Commentary, so Jaws for oh. the Revenge maybe is never you going know. to be a possibility because I'm not going to watch that movie again. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, for me on deck, I've got a whole bunch of Blu-rays I do want to watch. Like The Colony, I want to rewatch that one with Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, Good movie. I blind bought some anime stuff, uh, two for five. Can't pass up. Blu-ray is two for five. Mass Effect is a video game, but they've got some sort of anime movie. Well, I'll check that shit out. Not only is it anime, it's sci-fi. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, uh, 25th anniversary. Oh, yeah. I still haven't got around to that. I'm, I'm waiting for a premium viewing opportunity for the big screen and the sound system and everything and eh, i might have to wait a little bit on that but we'll see uh i also have a ton of crap on my netflix that i need to get checked off and the witch the witch is high priority like seriously that might be number one i'm 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 gonna watch that asap like i said i'll probably be making a drop tomorrow if you're gonna be available excellent and returning hammer to you as well and then I've got uh, the uh, the. If you have any uh, of the other hammer that you think will play, just go ahead and throw it in. I'm coming by. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm coming by. Okay. Screw it. Why not? Okay. 
Uh, okay, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. As always, Movie Freaks Pod is your keyword for at yahoo.com for email, facebook.com for our main page, and at Movie Freaks Pod for the Twitter, where we are trying really hard to post more often, occasionally, maybe. Yeah, I'm trying, doing my maybe. best, but eh, whatever. It's Twitter and it's stupid. Um, yeah. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. I'm Eric Warner. I'm Eugene Weaver. And remember, kids, lay a line of salt around your house, not because of any witchcrafty things, but because slugs are real and they want to kill. Amen. See you next time. Thanks for listening.